stories we can tell. So glad you stumbled upon the show. I'm Jim McGinnis, and I guess I'm the perpetrator of all this. Greetings, salutations. I'm back here on the porch. It's a nice night. We're still trying to reason with the hurricane season. I've taken a little time to browse through one of my favorite books from my mentor, Shelby Strether. And as I've said many times over, a uh, few people on the planet can tell a story like Shelby. And um, I've read so many of them. Um, and I've tried to share a few with you all. In fact, I highly recommend, though, that uh, you pick up Saddlebags, which was a collection of Shelby's columns and stories. <clears throat> it's become a, a lifelong companion for me. <clears throat> In his dedication uh, for Kim, Tommy, and Kenny, Shelby said, I can't explain the feeling, the love, the joy, and the constant appreciation of those who have touched me in so many ways. To Buddy Baker, my mentor, to Thurman Struther, my brother and constant companion, to my loving sister, Laura, to the state of Florida. Imagine that, the world from that viewpoint, the wonderful mixing and tangible of love forever and piece of real estate that allowed so much love. I dedicate this book. I cannot explain the unique qualities that tangle the emotions of seeing the two-fisted experience. I've written a few stories myself, uh, none that would measure up to Shelby's. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I never could write about my mom. Not yet, at least. And um, I don't know, we were so very close. And uh, I lost her when I was pretty young. But um, tonight, I wanted to share with you a story uh, Shelby wrote about his mom. It's a favorite of Laura's, Shelby's sister, and who was very young when her mother passed. And I was thinking about waiting till Mother's Day to read this, but hell, every day is Mother's Day, and at least it should be. So, for for your birthday, Laura. Um, a story about your mom by Shelby. Happy birthday. It's called Mom Always Batted Cleanup. It was a sound that shall never go away. The sloshing noise of the washing machine was like a siren going off to my 11-year-old ears. Disaster was imminent. My jeans were in the washer, dirt caked on each knee as usual, and precious, no priceless baseball cards were in the right rear pocket. One of the more monumental trades in the history of the neighborhood was about to become a soggy wad of sloop. Mickey Mantle, Warren Spahn, Ernie Banks, soon to become indistinguishable, illegible, worthless, all because of a friv frivolous error of omission. The panic was so real, the disappointment so looming, a month of negotiation, 20 cards of lesser significance had se and several days lunch money were undoubtedly being washed away. 
I ran full speed through the house, screaming, demanding the cursed Maytag be stopped. I slid on my knees, pulled open the washer door, dumped both hands into the hot, soapy water, and began groping for my jeans. Are you looking for these? asked my mother, reaching into the sanitary pocket of her sterilized health housecoat and pulling out the baseball cards. It was the first time I ever kissed her without being asked. Good old mom. Steady, dependable, covered a lot of ground, batted cleanup, sacrificed a lot. Great team player. Should have made one hell of a shortstop, which of course she was. It was during that time I was infatuated with the notion of becoming another Nellie Fox. <coughs> I always wanted to be a second baseman. Before I got the courage to ask Dad to work with me on the double play, I asked Mom. She became Louis Aparicio. The routine was simple. My brother would tap a ground ball to my mother. She'd scoop it up and flip it kind of ladylike to the vicinity of the dish towel we used for second base. I'd try to catch the ball, drag my foot across the bag, and throw to my brother in Nellie's image. By then, he had discarded the bat, picked up his glove, and transformed from hitter to first baseman with only a twinkling of imagination. It was a 6-4-3 if anyone was keeping score. My throws were awful, my form ridiculous. More often than not, the dish towel would get tangled up in my rubber cleats, and I'd trip. My throw, already off balance, would go straight down and bounce inches from where I'd collapsed. Whenever that happened, the shortstop became a mother again. First aid, sympathy, whatever was needed. <clears throat> she wasn't a good athlete, only a good sport. But Dad liked sports and Mom was Dad's wife. What it really meant was TV of the week took precedence over the romantic movie she loved as a kid. It meant sitting with the family, folding socks or underwear, reading a magazine and occasionally asking who was winning and what was the score. Mom managed the clubhouse. The team came first. She wanted it that way. <coughs> there was a time I decided to chew tobacco in Little League. Nellie Fox chews it, I argued. No deal. I knew it was futile. I'd secretly experimented with a chaw once and it was awful. So I found a substitute. Turtle food. It looked like tobacco, smelled bad enough to be tobacco, and mixed with gum formed a nice semi-lump that made my cheek stick out just like Nellie's. <clears throat> An hour before game time, Mom discovered my intentions. She laughed at the thought of turtle food being in my mouth. Then she fretted. Then she suggested the magical qualities of Tootsie Roll as an alternative. Wad up some of those babies, slip it in, and perfect. I jumped on my bike, making allowance for the extra ballast crammed into my disjointed jaw. <coughs> I almost didn't hear the stern warning, I better not hear of you doing any spitting. Then, as always, she added, and have a good time, honey. There was always a special meal that had to be cooked because someone had an early game and someone else had a later one. There was only one way to put an ouchless bandage on a skinned knee, and only mom knew how to do that. <clears throat> there was only one mom, 
I don't remember if I always told her thanks for playing hurt so often, for supplying emergency sew jobs and last-second pep talks, or if I always told her I appreciated the uniforms, which were always clean, the bleacher support, which was always positive, and the coaching, which was always by the rules. I think I forgot to do all these things because I thought Mom was like Lou Gehrig and she would always be in the lineup. But it's been 15 years now since I realized that nothing is forever. It is a fine day to brag about mothers. I just did. Now it's your turn. That was Shelby Struther. I hope you liked it. Happy birthday, Laura. Fair winds.